Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How good Radio. With your hands lifted up. Come on, y'all, let's do this real quick. Tell them I got the two models make me two of God has been so good to me. He loosened my shackles and set me free. And for that, say, I'll break. Say it again. Say, I will. All the praise. Now, do we have any witnesses in here? Say, no, without a shadow of a doubt. Say, I'll break.
yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. What's up, Chicago? Y'all ready? It's about to go down. Let's get it on time. Hey, no Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the hottest radio show in the land. Chicken Home Talk Radio is on the air. That's right. We are on the air. We are broadcasting live, as always, from the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music. And I am your host, the one, the only, Dr. Dana L. King, in the studio with you today, man. I'm excited to be here on this Monday, the Monday after Mama Day, the Monday after Mother's Day. You know what it is. It's going to be a good time, man. We're going to talk about Mother's Day. How did you spend your Mother's Day? Uh, How did you spend your Sunday? What you do for your mama? Where did you go? All of those good things. If you went anywhere, uh, how did you celebrate your birth giver? (laughs) Uh, But anyway, we're going to talk about that uh, so much more. Uh, we have a uh, the, our, our, our black, our, our African-American male, the second, on, third only African-American, and actually would be the fourth, because I forgot we got stuck with Eugene Sawyer for a little while. So, uh, yeah, everybody forgot about Eugene. Uh, uh, but he would be the fourth African-American male, uh, mayor. I think he would be the third elected, but the fourth African-American uh, mayor of the city of Chicago, but the third elected uh, African-American uh, mayor of this great, great city of Chicago. Brandon Johnson was inaugurated today. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of that, what we saw. Uh, I saw they went to church at the inauguration, though. They had church down to the inauguration. If somebody got a little happy, they got a little happy at the inauguration. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, once again, a, a horrific, vi- uh, horrifically violent um, uh Mother's Day weekend, uh, what was it, 10 robberies uh, in, 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 on Mother's Day. That group, that one group did 10 robberies Mother's Day morning. Starting at, more, I think, about 6 or something like that, and they, and they just hit a quick spree uh, real quick. Foolishness. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and, you know, that and a lot of other stuff that's going on. And, but our main topic of conversation, of course, uh, on this Missional Monday is four purposes of church leadership, four purposes of church leadership. That's going to be our main topic of conversation. Oh, yeah, and by the way, just in case somebody might have forgot, on uh, Young uh, Friday evening, huh? It was a Friday night. Huh? Uh, they put them in the ground, but they did not get back up on Sunday. They go to state. We're going to go ahead and let that go on. See ya! Little Chef Curry. Yeah, go cook some. Uh, but he out of here. Because them Lakers, huh? Them Los Angeles Lakers, act like you know, seven seed. Uh-huh, that somebody said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Uh, let's say the seven seed going to the West, they are in officially the West Coast Finals. Those things start on tomorrow, huh? They start on tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Wednesday. I believe they start tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about that. So, that and some other stuff. But, man, we're going to talk about this four purposes of church leadership as well. But, look, let me give you the rundown on how you, 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 and you can be a part of today's show. If you're already listening on the line, you're just going to push one, right, the number one. Oh, no, push one. That's going to get you to my producer, the best producer in the whole wide world, the one, the only, Latanya Michelle King, taking all of your calls, texts, chats, emails, uh, prayer requests, uh, bar mitzvahs, uh, baby bookings. Uh, all of that we do, we do all that round over here on these parts. Uh, but she, you get over to her, she'll get you over to me, and you'll be live on the air 
with your boy. If you're listening via Blog Talk Radio, simply dial area code 323-870-4375. That is the call-in number. 323-870-4375 is the call-in number. If you want to email the show, you can do that as well. You can email the show. It's the TTLO show at TTLOmedia.net. It's the TTLO show at TTLOmedia.net. You can find us there. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do that as well. You can tweet the show. You can tweet the show at TTLO Radio. That's right. You can tweet the show at TTLO Radio. That's two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can tweet the show. If you want to follow us on the gram, on IG, guess what? It's the same thing. Follow us on the gram at TTLO Radio. That's right. Follow us on the gram at TTLO Radio. That's two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can follow us on the gram. If you want to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio is where you can find us there. Uh, if you want to follow the live streams, the live streams are up and running. The live streams are up and running right now. We're live on both Facebook and YouTube. We're live on about four or five Facebook pages. Uh, the Dana King, my personal page, the um, Dr. Dana King, my uh, ministerial page. Uh, we're live on the Taking the Limits Off Facebook page. We're live on the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church Facebook page. We're live on the Taking Limits Off uh, YouTube page. We're also live on Latanya Michelle King's page as well. And then we're also live on, what is that, Twitch? Yeah, we're live on Twitch as well. Amen. So look, I'm excited, man. We are live there. And don't forget, we are an iHeartRadio party, which means you can find us uh, on your iHeartRadio app. Just do a simple search for the TTLO Media Group, the Taking Limits Off Media Group. And once you get there, you'll find all of our podcasts, including this one right here, that will be available as soon as the show is over. We're always live. We're not pre-recorded. We don't go back and edit. You get it live and raw as it is. And don't forget, you can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can download a podcast. You can find us there, right? All right. So, look, y'all know what we do on Mondays. What is it? What's the normal deal on Mondays? Mondays is the four-piece Check-in. Four pieces. It's a four-piece check-in. What's the four-piece check-in? I'm glad you asked. Four pieces. We asked, you went to church yesterday, right? So you should have picked up some kind of knowledge, some information for us at your church service on yesterday. So we're looking for four pieces. We're looking for what church did you go to? We want to know uh, who preached. We want to know the scripture. And we want to know the sermon title. That's the four pieces. What church? Who preached? What scripture? What sermon? Uh-huh. We want to know what the four-piece check-in is. So come on, check in. Let your boy know uh, what you did on yesterday for that, all that four-piece check-in. And then we want to know what you did for Mother's Day. If you are a mother, were you celebrated yesterday? Huh? Were you celebrated uh, yesterday by your children? Where you celebrate? Did you get anything? Did you get a McDonald's gift card? Did you get a, you know, did you get a five dollar? Did, did they did they scrape up some money to get your gas card for all them unnecessary trips they have you taken? Uh, did they get you a sandwich or something? Did, did, did you know was something anything? Did they make a card out of some Rice Krispie treats? Did they did they did they give you? Did they draw you a picture? Something that you got for Mother's Day? Uh, we want to know all of that. But, yeah, it's a four-piece check-in. So y'all get the check-ins ready. I'm going to start talking to y'all about some other stuff that I witnessed and saw, and we're going to kick it off right with uh, the, the, uh, we, y'all, those of us in the city of Chicago. We got ourselves a brand-new mayor. Brandon Johnson uh, became the 57th mayor 
of the great city uh, of Chicago, Illinois, right? The 57th mayor of the great city of Chicago, Illinois. Brandon Johnson was sworn in as mayor of the city of Chicago. Let me get to it. I'm reading this from the uh, Channel 7 uh, website, and we're going to talk about a little bit of it. And in fact, I'm going to let you get a little bit of, as soon as this ad goes away on here, I'm going to let you get a little bit of the audio from ABC7, and uh, we will go from there. All right, let's get now. Let's see what we got. Here we go. All right, we can we can we can cut back on some of this on that song. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's all good. I want. I want. I want to. Uh, I, I'm glad. Look, they were. They were singing. What's up, Pharrell? Pharrell say them soul children sang today. Yeah, they were singing. They were singing. Uh, I am. I want to say this because I. Can't, I've heard this several times. They kept saying, "Give the new mayor." And this, this is a theme. Give the new mayor time, while he gets his team in place. Now I could be wrong. Would be the first time. Don't happen often, but it wouldn't be the first time. But I can be wrong. I, I I hope I don't recall them saying that by Auntie Lori. Give her time to get a team in place. It felt like she got inaugurated in May, and they was pissed off at her in June. <laughs> it's like they were ready for her to go in June. So um, I, I just you know hold hold, hold we gonna hold him accountable. Just like we would any other political official, I know y'all. We excited right now, and that's good. That's but we not but we not gonna get, you know. We we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna judge we gonna judge you by your work. Today is day one. You know you got in. It's you know in the words of uh, Frankie Beverly and them, it's happy feeling. Yeah, we right there right now. So we have today tomorrow though. Honeymoon over. <laughs> Yeah, Auntie Lori buying out the bar about right now. <laughs> I wish I was there with her. I know Auntie Lori be partying. I wouldn't mind having me a little sip, having a little communion with Auntie Lori. We can we can talk about some stuff. I really would love to get her. You should work on trying to get an interview for me. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I heard. Okay, okay. I, I want you to work work on work on getting Lori. See if Lori will come hang out. Hang out with us so I can ask her some questions about some stuff, you know, because I know she she ain't want to talk about she she's done with politics, you know, as far as running for office. But I want to ask her about some stuff about some of the ignorance that she had to deal with in the city of Chicago and 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 how some of them them same folks that was doing all this clapping in front of her face was then you know turned on her and everything else. Because I, I don't blame Lori for nothing that happened downtown Chicago. I don't, but that's just me. But we're going to keep it moving. So, yeah, he got sworn in today. Uh, they had church down there today, y'all. I think that was uh, one of them Clark sisters was down there singing. Now, were they at the, the Wintrust Win or were they at the house? Of, where were they at? Wintrust. Credit Union One. Sorry, yeah. not Wintrust. Well, over there. Yeah, Credit Union One Arena. Okay, yeah, that's good, man. 
uh, and then they swore in all the new alder people, all the new alder persons, the city council rather. They swore all them in today. They got they knew uh, they knew they be- yeah Karen Clark, thank you with them high notes. Karen Clark, she will, she will be here for gospel fest. Oh, she's coming for gospel fest. I and wonder- tribute. I told you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did tell me. I wonder if we can get some of them people. When is that June? What? Oh, I I gospel Fest. We'll, we'll we'll find out in a minute. Uh, but yeah, she'll be here for Gospel Fest. So yeah, well, I'm happy for uh, I'm happy for, for for Brandon. You know, I want I want him to do well. The hope is that he would do extremely well. Uh, and then you know we'll 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 go from there. Uh, let's see. First annual Church Fest Miracle Revival. No, Gospel Fest June third from five thirty to nine p.m. You know, I, I, it bothers me that Gospel Fest is down to one day. When it used to be five, I mean, sorry, three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You had Friday, Friday afternoon, and then you had Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and then you had Sunday. I'm going to go over there. I saw something about some crucial conflict, and I just turned my head back over here to read the Chicago. <laughs> no, it's on. No, no, no. It- I, I didn't cut it off this time, and it went off. No, I muted it because it was making some noise. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine now, though. All right. Yeah. mute. Okay. So, uh, so, what? It's on. I still see your, your light is on. So, uh, and then uh, there's something else. There's another fest in June 2023, one-day gospel music festival at Union Park from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. What is that about? Let me see what that's about. Um. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna check all that out. Let me see. Gospel music from every genre, everything between country house, reggaeton. They got a reggaeton gospel, alternative rock gospel. What in the world is that? Oh yeah, it's one. Um, I just recently heard. I just recently heard a song, and it was like it was carrying the beat. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, it just cut off. I think your battery just died just now. Yeah. All right, I'm going to mute you until you get to change your battery. If you got one over there, something in the thing, though. All right, so uh, one is one day and two hours. We used to be there all day. I know, right? Used to be there all day. That's what I'm saying. They they literally just shut down the entire, like the gospel festival. Felicia, come Felicia with the trap gospel. You don't love, I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? I love God. You look up with me here. Oh, God. Okay, Felicia. Crucial conflict and twist. Is crucial conflict all them, is all them still living? Crucial conflict. Come out and. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Okay, let me die. Let me stop. <laughs> I just wanna. Oh God! I just wanna do this one time. I just wanna do it one time. One time. One time, y'all. One time. One time. Come out and play. <laughs> I just had to do it one time. <laughs> you think that was enough Facebook ain't gonna give me? You don't think they gonna give me for that that little four seconds? I might get canceled because it was our Kelly. You know. <laughs> I might get canceled because it was R. Kelly. So y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Uh, anyway. Somebody should take your mic. No, they've been trying to take my mic for years. So they keep trying. <laughs> they've been trying to snatch this mic for me for years. 
Keep trying. Keep trying. All right. On another note, on another note, can we talk about the foolishness uh, in y'all city this week? She said they ain't doing well. One of them used to live in a subsidized housing with me. The van used to be in the parking lot. Wow. Okay. Um, let me get to uh, this this foolishness from this weekend. Uh, where is it at? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I thought I had it up earlier, but now I don't see it. Um, but this is this this weekend's um, foolishness was. Let me say, what, at all-time low, <laughs> all-time high. I don't know which one I want to use. Um, but it was, it, it was sad that on Mother's Day, uh, you had one group of people on the mother, starting Mother's Day morning uh, out there robbing folks consecutively. I mean, just out there going next, 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 uh, next. all through Chicago, uh, uh, somewhere – um, I won't say it wasn't West Town. Um, I don't remember where it was, whether they, where did they start at, but it was ridiculous. Uh, here it is. So yet this over the weekend, Mother's Day weekend. This was as of eight fifteen. Uh, we had. Uh, thank you. Let me turn it down. Good. Uh, Chicago shootings: twenty six shot and eight fatally in weekend gun violence. Twenty six shot. Eight fatally in weekend gun violence, police say. Let me let uh, my man's from Channel 7, Tanya's favorite person. I'm Trey Wall. I'm let... Oh, Lord. Can't let that play. Sorry. I didn't know that was still playing in the background. <laughs> let me get this. Let me try it again. Come on, Trey Ward, ABC 7. That was Trey Wall. Um, <laughs> y'all gotta watch Channel Seven, y'all understand. But that was <laughs> y'all, gotta, y'all gotta hear him say it. And he got a slight little little lisp on him a little bit, huh? Say what? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. What you say? I think he got a little Travis Green. Yeah, he got a little lisp. And prior Marshall Bill. Yeah, let's have. I remember that. I'm telling you all. <laughs> anyway, uh, did we get any church check-ins? Yeah, we did. did we get some church check-ins, Felicia? Felicia told you everything she did for Mother's Day, and she did. Let me see. And I'm saying on the Mother's Day check-ins, right, Felicia said she said she got some rest. I did see that part. She was at the All Nations Church. Uh, priest, who priest? You priest? She just said priest. Uh, I worked in oh she worked in children's church. Okay, the message was I worked in children's church. Oh, the message is I worked in children's church. I worked in children's church. Text, I'm still <laughs> sleepy. I don't want grandkids right now. I think you're playing with me right now. Right. So you, got, you know I read the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, you, you read it all too. You read it. You read it every day. Um, didn't need to be on the south side. What's to be on the south side? She said something to be on the side. Uh Trap Gospel, they ain't living on to okay, we saw that, saw that, saw that. Okay. Uh that's Terrence Leon from Chicago. He a cute. What? That's Trey Ward. Uh anyway, uh can we talk about Mother's Day? Mother's Day, Mother's Day. And then Peral. Let me give you a shout out real quick to Peral Shanti. We have a shout out. She came over here on Sunday and she showed out over here on Sunday morning, hanging over here at the Ebenezer. But then her mama and them, 
all her mom and them and all her children. All of them had came down over here and her sister. Everybody come down to the Ebenezer for Mother's Day and bless the Lord. It was, it was, it was wonderful to see uh, her mama over there and, and, and all that good stuff. So it was, it was good. Thank you so much uh, for, for, for coming and, and hanging out and, and singing for your, for, your, for, your, for your big bro over here. It was greatly appreciated. And uh, uh, Father Joshua told me to tell you, I tell y'all, Father Josh. Shout out to Father Joshua too, who came over, hung out with me from Christ the King. Father Josh told me to tell you that girl can sing. <laughs> you know, Father Josh got a little, he got a little hip in him. He got, he's from Detroit though. That explains a lot. Yeah. That explains a lot. He's from Detroit, uh, but he was like, that girl can sing. He said, what was her name again? <laughs> that girl can sing. So uh, yeah, if Father Josh was up too on his feet, I don't know if you got him or caught him on camera. I caught him on camera, but yeah. pretty, you know, camera four is really you can only go so far. The audience camera, he was sitting right. Okay, yeah. Because of that angle. Oh, that angle, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he he was he was up on his feet, y'all. He was he was getting it in. Father Josh had a good time over here. The good the good the good Jesuit priest came over here to the Baptist church and had him a good time uh, on 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 Sunday. Uh, for Mother's Day over here at the Ebenezer. So, yeah, but y'all come on, man, with the, with the first check-in. Uh, you know, let me know what else went on with you this Sunday. Uh, I was trying to find uh, uh, these other issues from, from what's called, but I can't find the fight for the best. I don't even really want to talk about it no way. Uh, but these folks just did a, a whole lot of foolishness uh, the other day. And then, you know, the... Um, there's some more stuff that came out about the office, police officer's death. They revealed it in court um, about the, the the way she was killed. Uh, that came out today, uh, and it was it was it was not um, it was not anything that was never going to be nice. But uh, it was it was it was hard to listen to uh, when they talked about her death and how many times she was. You know, police uh, had the couple said be back in one hour. Okay, we might or may not be here. Good luck with all that. Uh, uh, yeah, so we want to keep, you know, keep all them folks, keep everybody lifted in prayer, man. This city is crazy. Uh, Mayor, Mayor Johnson has a huge, uh, 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 a huge job ahead of him, uh, but he can't do it by himself. He's going to need some parental support uh, and need some community support. What's up? No, you're not muted. You're not now. Yeah. what I do? Because I said good luck with that? I meant it. Did I say it wrong? She know I meant it. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hey, it works. How about that? Nah, that better. <laughs> anyway, what? I said the blood still works. The blood still works too, don't it? Huh? <laughs> blood still works. Anyway, um, let me see. Let me see. So we went that. We did that. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I can't really think of nothing else. Did I miss anything? Huh? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Are we good? Okay. Yeah, great. Anybody got anything? Are we gonna, okay, this is what we're going to do. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, because I don't have any more church check-in, we're going to jump into the meat of this thing. We're going to see what's going on. We're going to see what the people is really, uh, what the people want to talk about, what the people are saying about this, this, this thing about church leadership. Let me look at something. Three, four, five, six. Okay, good. All right. So we're going to take a quick break when we come back. So in the meantime, look, we're going to do this right here. We're going to go ahead and hit this button right here. And we're going to get this song playing right here. Be right back, y'all. Two T's. One L. One O. T T L O. Radio. (laughs) 
to that blessed assurance. You have it downloaded. Do yourself a favor. Add it to your workout repertoire, to your walking music. Practice your stepping. My uncle was trying to get some stepping lessons yesterday, y'all. <laughs> Looked like the struggle was real, but he, him and the one and two don't really get along like that. 
But it was all good, all good. We are back, y'all. Taking this off radio, TCLO radio on this good mission on Monday. Let's get to it. Uh, we have a great conversation for you today, right? It's four purposes of church leadership, four purposes of church leadership. That's our main topic of conversation for today, four purposes of church leadership. Got it from uh, the church leaders website. Uh, it's under the uh, outreach section for pastors, actually. Uh, but it's four purposes of church leaders. Uh, the writer is Gavin Adams. Let me give you a little background on Gavin. Gavin uh, says that Gavin believes that the local church is the most important organization on the planet. I agree with that. And he's helping to transform them into places unchurched people love to attend. As lead pastor of Watermark Church, a campus of North Point Ministries, Watermark has grown from 400, watch this, to 4,000 attendees in five years. I'm going to just let that marinate. Yeah. Uh, a student of leadership, communication, church, and faith, Gavin shares his discoveries through speaking and consulting. Follow him at on Twitter at Gavin Adams or at GavinAdams.com. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So let's 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 get to uh, this good article. Simply entitled Four Purposes of Church Leadership." So let's get to it. The writer says this. He said, "What? Why, rather, does your church?" He says, "Why does your church?" Yeah, that'll work. He says, "Why does your church need leadership?" That's the question. Why does your church need leadership? He says, "I realize this may sound too fundamental of a question, but for the sake of a short." conversation. Have you ever paused and wondered why churches need leadership? It's always a good question. Why churches need leadership? Uh, Most specifically, what do church leaders do? That's a good question. (laughs) What do church leaders do? What do they actually do? That's a good question, right? You always want to ask the question, what do church leaders actually do? Uh, He goes on to say, he goes on to say, uh, the Bible on church leadership, he says, we can find a few references to spiritual leadership in our Bible. So first, he says, let's jump to 1 Timothy 3, 1 and 7, where he says, this passage provides a list of qualifications for overseers, also known as bishops and or pastors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says this, he says this, he says, uh, pastors or and the deacons in the church. 1 Timothy 3. 1 and 7. 1 Timothy 3, 1 and 7. Can we get that quickly? Can we get that quickly? 1 Timothy 3, 1 and 7. Y'all know it real familiar. Uh, let me not get this version. I want the King and the James. King James says, uh, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of bishop, uh, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, and apt to teach. This is for the office of bishop and pastor, not deacon. I want to be real clear. Not given to wine, nor striker, nor greedy of filthy lurk, but patience, not a brawler, not covetous, one that is rule, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man not know how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and snare 
of the devil. Hey, Sister Johnson, she said we had church day at the inauguration. It was great. Good, 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 good. Uh, I like that. I want to just look at something real quick about this passage because I don't want to get caught up. Y'all know it's going to take me long to get moving or something. But I just want to say something. Uh, a leader must be well thought of, committed to his wife. That's what it says. That's the message version. Uh-huh. Cool and collected, accessible, hospitable. He must know what he's talking about, not be over fond of wine. That's the, that's the message Bible says. must not be over fond. Over fond. Not too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not too, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now. Oh, not too uh, infatuated with wine. That's it. Not too, not too infatuated. Look at that point. I couldn't get the infatuated part out. It was. But I mean, you, you, read, read, read the scripture again. I'm still reading. I no, 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 start. Start, start from the beginning. I'm okay. Message Bible. That's hit, hit it. If anyone wants to provide leadership in the church, all right, keep going. Good, but there are preconditions. That's so. A leader must be well thought of. One. Committed to his wife. Two. I like two just right there. I know you did. Cool. And collected. But you over there, stand, you over there jumping around. Well, I, I paused on committed to his wife because you know folks say a lot of stuff about that part of the thing. Oh, what do they say? You know, folks, you, you don't remember? You don't remember? You forgot? Miss uh uh um uh, pulpit committed chairperson. Oh yeah. You forgot the foolishness anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is that what the, isn't that the scripture they sent me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reverend Hewlett and them, uh uh-huh, I said it. Uh, he must handle his own affairs well, attend to his own children, and having their respect. For if someone is unable to handle his own affairs, y'all know the story. We, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one. Uh, that's good, though. That's good. That's good. All right, let's keep going. Acts 20, it says in this verse, the Apostle Paul exhorts the church elders in Ephesus to keep watch over yourselves and on the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. We're talking about four purposes of the church leaders. Then we go Hebrews 13, 17. This verse instructs the church members to obey your church leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. No whole lot of folks that took that scripture out of context. First Peter. Five, one and four. In this passage, Peter encourages the church, the elders in them. You know the ones. The elders in them. Why is church leaders really messing up on this computer over here, on this iPad? Uh, first, in this passage, Peter encourages the church elders to be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing and God wants you to be. And then, of course, we have Titus. 1, 5, and 9, he says, this passage provides instruction for appointing elders in the church and list the qualifications uh, that they must meet. So biblically, we, we find qualifications in Timothy and Titus and comparisons primarily to shepherds and flocks. This is helpful and an instructive point if you are a pastor, though, you and I know there's more to the role. Uh-huh. He goes on to say, or at least some medical, met, metaphorical unpacking. Uh huh. So what's the deal with the shepherd metaphor? Because we often hear pastors called shepherds, right? Pastors, we always say the shepherd of this house, the, the shepherd of this house. You know, I'm the shepherd and this is my flock. That, that's a term uh, that sometimes, um, for lack of better words, is used inappropriately. Uh, but it is, it, yet and still, it is a term uh, that is used. But let's, 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 let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. 
The writer says this. I'm trying to find this on this. Oh, there it is. Let me see if it opened up on this iPad. Come on, work with me, iPad. Work with me. All right. He says, in the first century, way back when, uh, shepherds were generally viewed as low-status workers. Ooh, that's factual. Um, who spent most of their time out in the fields tending to their flocks. That's what it says. That's what it says. That's what it says. Uh, it goes on to say, can I get a reader version of this? There we go. Look at God. Work with me. Oh, no, that's not what I want. Um, why is this not coming up the way it used to? This, this uh, iPad is probably just saying, I'm no longer functioning for the way you want me to, buddy. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going. He says this. He says, perhaps this is enough of an answer for us church leaders, but there is more. Shepherds were often seen as uneducated, rough around the edges, and socially isolated from the rest of society. Wow. He goes on to say, uh, all said shepherding was not a highly respected occupation as it was physically demanding and involved working with animals that were not considered clean or pure according to Jewish religious law. Shepherds were often poor and marginalized, and their work was seen as a last resort for those who could not find other forms of employment. Think about that. And, and they, they thought, the, when we talk about shepherds, we talk about actual shepherds of, of animals, not church shepherds. But it was often thought of as a really low position, even though you were in leadership. Don't miss that. People used to actually think of shepherds as the lowest form of any job you could have because you were always out in the field and you smelled like where you worked. Say that again. Because you were often out in the field and you smelled like where you worked. So can you imagine how folks looked at people uh, who, who, who did shepherding, who were actually out and, and shepherding folks, and they didn't want you around because you smelled like where you worked? Mm. Now let's bring that home. How many times folks don't want to be around pastors because of what you do for a living? Huh? Because they, 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 think, they think if you're around them, what's going to happen? They, what, 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 what they want to do, they're going to stop doing? Or they don't want to be around you for what purpose? Because they think, they, they, they think you're going you gonna to hit them with the Bible? Is that, is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, I don't know, because right now, it's, I will say, I laugh at it, because, I mean, I know you're talking about shepherding, but the whole thing is people... You know, just being married mm-hmm. to you now. <laughs> uh oh, what people saying? Like, you know, it's you like ain't I invited said, to the party no more. No, I'm not invited to the party no more. <laughs> I, think I get left out of the reindeer game. Oh no! Give me everything, but I'm sorry. It's okay because okay. I, I have to be okay with that. Okay. Because, like you know, I'm sorry. It, it's not like you know, they like you know, like oh you, or it's like people like you know, people like are very intimidated. They be like. So you can come, and I was like, yeah. Like, why would y'all think I can't come and everything? So it's just like, you know, people people tend to str- – like, you don't have to act a different a different way because, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you, know, I, you know, I hit the scene or anything else like that or, you know, or whatnot. I thought it would be a little bit comforting almost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you get – I'm different and everything, and, like, you know – I'm I'm not I'm not spewing 
you know, all the Bible verses or anything else like that. I'm just trying. You ain't hitting it with the book, baby. I'm not hitting it with the book. I'm just trying to just. I'm just being a good individual, and you know, so, you know, so, you know, and so sometimes, like you know, it it, it is intimidating. I, I see it with people and everything. They they give they give me this look like oh oh okay wow and everything. So but it's but it's okay. It, you know it, it's okay. It doesn't it doesn't mean that we're like you know we we unfortunately we get put in a box. Yeah. Everything. Yep. That's true. That's true. I agree 100%. Uh, this is what the writer goes on to say. He says, honestly, I, can think, I can't think of a better professional metaphor. He says, there are some examples to this view of shepherds. For example, in the Bible, King David was a shepherd um, before he became a king and was often praised for his skills. Additionally, in some areas, shepherds were highly valued for their ability to provide food and resources for their community. Uh-oh. <sighs> yeah. Uh, if the sheep could speak, I imagine they'd be grateful for their shepherd, all except the few disgruntled sheep who transferred by letter from another flock where they were also persistently unhappy. But I digress, the writer says. So how to shepherd your church and community flock? Mm. How to shepherd your church and community flock? So the author of the scripture used the shepherding metaphor consistently for a reason. Most obviously, he says, everyone in the first century was intimately familiar with the shepherd and sheep relationship. Less obvious, at least to modern readers, is the purpose of a shepherd. So let's jump to this. Let's jump, let's jump, let's jump. Number, page two, page two. Come on, page two, work with me. So here we go. We can learn a lot about church leadership by understanding how shepherds lead their flock. First thing they do is this thing. Y'all ready? First thing they do. Talk about the four purposes, right? Guiding, G-U-I-D-I-N-G, guiding, guiding. Shepherds use their knowledge of the terrain and their experience with the flock to guide them to a safe and grazing areas and water resources. They may use their voice or staff to direct the sheep and keep them together. Together, together, I said together. Together. As pastors, we are called to do the same with our congregations. Yep. We must know the cultural terrain. Yeah, I like this. Know the cultural terrain uh, to best guide our congregation in and through it, not around it. We also allow our flock to flourish and multiply by understanding their world, our community, and how the gospel fits with it both today. Now, listen closely. Dealing with culture is a never-ending challenge. Culture isn't the enemy, but it can be a mixed opportunity. If you're interested in learning more, we can talk about that in other books and all that kind of stuff. But let's talk about that. Your job as a leader of a church, as a pastor, you know, whatever you're, you're, if you are a leader in a church, it is literally just this, to guide your congregation through the cultural terrain. What does that mean? Unlike regular sheep, you're not picking up additional sheep when you're a shepherd of the flock. Of, a, of, of, of an actual flock of sheep. But when you're shepherding a congregation, you guide them through the culture. And through that process of guiding them through the culture, your hope is that they're learning something from you, discipleship. They're learning something from you, evangelism. They're learning something from you, stewardship. They're learning something from you, fellowship. They're learning something from you, right? So through that process, that, that what they learn they then go out and do what? Attract more flock. Come on now. They attract more flock because they say, hey, 
This is a good grazing area over here. Over here, you can graze. Watch this. And the wolf won't get you. I can preach right there. I really could. Because, okay. see, you could be a shepherd and see, and folk want to come in your flock until they realize that you let the wolves get me when I get there. See, good shepherd knows where the wolves are at all times. That'll preach by itself. Oh, Lord. The good shepherd knows where the wolves are at all times. So the good shepherd says, you can come here, and I know where the wolves are. Now watch this. I know where they are, and I know when they're coming, because they're going to come as soon as you start walking in areas that they think belongs to them. Ah, I wish I had a little help right there. Or you talking to me. Huh? I mean, like, you know, they feel like, you know... Like what they're talking about. Yeah. So people get yeah. it. And so, then they, or, or they're trying to feel like, you know, you know, it's just, I think, you know, people, people get beside themselves. Like, you know, like, you know, they get spiteful, like what they're talking about. He just, you know, he, he just trying to lure them and everything. Nobody has a good, nobody has a good um, thought process. They always think of it as bad. And then if you get too many, now it's cold. Wow. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, no, like, you know, like no one wants to say at this point, especially if there's jealousy, like, you know, that you are cultivating people to come to the church yeah. or, or, you know, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, like, you know, th- then they get hostile, like, you know, like, you know, what is it that they see mm. in him? That's good. That's good. That's good. So that was number one. Number one was guiding. Here we go. It gets even better. Number two protecting we just talked about it I, I, I got you i took you to the point protecting protecting shepherds protect their flock from predators uh thieves and other dangers they may use dogs or other animals to help guard the sheep and be on the lookout for any signs of trouble what does that mean your shepherd has to be what proactive ah not reactive we real good at that. But proactive, meaning I see this thing about to break. I've been watching it for a little while, and I see what's about to happen. Let me get in here before it does damage that can't be fixed. Let me go show up at this said meeting. Let me show up at this rehearsal. Let me show up at this. Let me show up at that so I can put a let, – look, look, let me put a stop to this foolishness right now. Let me let me let me get in here and 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 fix this. Uh, the writer says it's safe to say our world is full of dangers, but not from overt predators such as wolves and thieves. Churches protect their flocks by instructing them in God's way and highlighting the enemy's sub- subtle predator-like behaviors. This must always be done in love and understanding. However, it is important to remember that Satan is the enemy nor the tools, not the tools used by Satan. Satan is the enemy, not the tools used by Satan. Culture is not our enemy, neither is money, travel, sports, laziness, or spiritual malaise. Our job as church leaders is to protect our people by helping them see the enemy for what he is and fight against him in what? Spirit and in truth. Protecting, it is very important that you protect your flock. And can I take it a step further? Sometimes you have to protect them from each other. You know, they talk about wolves in sheep's clothing. 
Sometimes you got to protect them from each other. Right? Somebody watch this. All sheep might not get along. But watch this. I can work with you because if you can do your job over here and you can do your job over here and both them jobs getting done, y'all two ain't got to never go break bread. Now, if you're not getting along and his not getting along causes a problem in the entire flock, that's a different conversation. Because you know why I say that? Think about that. You work with people every day you don't get along with, but you do your job. Come on. So, can I use you as an example? Absolutely. So, you you think it was okay when Pastor Ray Williams told y'all to separate? Yeah, he knew what he was doing. moment it was necessary because you know it it rectified itself on the way out the door but in that moment it was necessary because a lot of stuff was being done some debauchery some 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 uh uh some demolition some um what's the other word some sabotage yes avatar some stuff was going on so yeah absolutely separate you don't talk to her he don't talk to him and then I had to put the caveat on it. Lose my number. <laughs> that was my best part. That was my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> I'm so petty. Why do why the kids? What are my kids like? Oh, Dr. King, why are you so petty? Why are you so petty? I said, I don't know. I said, my wife went to rehab, and I, I think I took over after she went to rehab. So I think that's probably <laughs> it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, petty rehab. Petty, petty, let me make sure I say petty rehab because somebody might hear me say rehab. Be like, ooh, they both was, yeah. they both was crackhead. No, they probably, they, they probably think drinking. Pet, petty rehab. No, we went to petty rehab. We ain't go, that's the only rehab we've been to. Petty. And I ain't been. Tanya actually went. I probably should go. But see, you can't go to rehab till you're ready. I ain't ready. Uh, <laughs> I be ready. I mean, you know, I be, be trying to, I be trying to make amends, but then mm-hmm. I figure out. I ain't did nothing wrong to some of these people, so Watch I, I break out. Watch out now, you break out. <laughs> I, I escape when I figure out I ain't, I didn't step on your foot or Bust anything. Busting out, right? Okay. I mean that's what I mean that's what leads me to break out. I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. All right, again, we're talking about four four purposes of church leadership. What's going on, y'all? Y'all good? Y'all y'all quiet over here in the chat, but that's okay. Four purposes of church leadership. Number three. So we talked about guiding, we talked about protecting, now we're going to talk about providing. Uh-oh, you got to give something. Providing. Shepherds ensure that their flock has enough food and water to sustain them. They may also provide medical care to sick or injured sheep and help with the birthing process for new lambs. What do church leaders provide their flock? We offer spiritual food through preaching, small groups, and church engagement. It's the voice of the church leadership. I'm sorry, it's the role of the church leadership to create and inspire spiritual sustenance for believers, moving them over time from spiritual milk to solid food. This also means we move them from spiritual dependence to self-feeding. Church leaders must create and implement a discipleship pathway that allows people to progress as Christ followers. Let me say this. This isn't, and I'm, I'm, I can speak for Dana. If you're going to teach anything in your church, it's got to be discipleship. 
because you can't do nothing else. You can't evangelize. You can't serve in the community. You can't do nothing else if you first don't know how to be a good disciple of Christ. You just can't do it. Every, everything that you try to do without first being a good disciple is going to uh, 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 be mediocre at best. Discipleship is an absolute must, meaning I got to learn how to walk in this thing first. By I got to figure this thing out by myself. I got to figure, not by myself, but I got to figure this thing out. I got to figure out who I am in Christ before I go talking to somebody else about it. And if I have yet to find out who I am in Christ, how, how am I going to go tell somebody else? Think about the apostles. Jesus worked with them individually, and they sat around him for three years. He taught them what it meant to be a follower of Christ. For three years, Jesus, the Son of God, God wrapped in flesh, Jesus, taught his, his apostles, his disciples for three years before he released them to go with you, therefore. <laughs> I just said a whole lot. <laughs> because here's the deal, huh? Nothing. Go okay, here's the deal. And I understand, you know, the, everything else. But you got to teach. I think I just helped myself with what I'm doing this week. But you got to teach this. You need to know who you are. Right? Watch this. If you are a man, And you're raising a boy. If you don't know what it means to be a man, how are you going to teach the little boy how to be one? It's going to be difficult, especially if y'all are learning together. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. If you're a mother trying to teach a little girl how to be a young lady and then to be a woman, but you're still learning yourself, right? That's the 15-year-olds having a baby. Think about that, with no support. So now the 15-year-old is going to try to raise a woman child. No, she's going to raise another version of her. So same thing, move that to church. If you, I don't, and again, it doesn't matter how long you've been in church. If nobody has ever held you to the standard of what a disciple of Christ looks like, if you've never been pushed or challenged to what a disciple of Christ looks like, then how, ma'am, how, sir, are you going to grow in Christ? That's good. Somebody you ought to get a clip of that part right there at the 58-minute, 57-minute uh, mark. You, you get a clip of that. Because that, 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 that right there in itself, this is going to help somebody down the line. If you're watching this later, this is going to help you. We, you, we, you cannot be expected. To go out and, 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 and wrangle up people and play shepherd in the street if you've never first learned how to be a good follower. It's not going to work. I don't care how much money you spend. I don't care how much resources you have. If you're not using it first to teach them how to be disciples, you know what you're doing? You're on a hamster wheel, and we run it. Run for Jesus. I'm not, I'm not tired yet. Run now. We run it. We run it. Yes. 
I just thought about a visual when you said that. Uh-huh. Uh, what's that? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? When he's trying to make the perfect human? Yeah. And he's like, the, like but the, he had the human on the hamster wheel. Yeah. He was like, it never tires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was it still wasn't perfect either because it was, it was never tiring. It, it needed to it, like you know that was the, I don't know if you remember you probably was I think I slept on that. You probably part. Was now you oh my gosh, I would sleep on that part. <laughs> I'm sorry, but okay. it makes perfect sense though because when you said I'm like oh, God, oh Lord, I would sleep on that part. <laughs> that must be one of my two or three doses in between. That's what we get for going to the late late movie, and it wasn't Batman, so I didn't go. I always go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except for on the Batman, I think I'm gonna sleep on that too. Uh, but anyway, anyway, look, it's 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 that thing. It's that thing, and 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 pastors and and bishops and leaders, stop sending your people out ill-equipped. Teach them how to be disciples, because we all know the term, and it gets it gets overused, but it's factual. Disciples make disciples. Disciples make evangelists. Mm. Disciples. You first have to be that before you can be anything else. You've got to be that, and you've got to be good at being that, meaning follower of Christ, good at being that. One of the worst things I see in the world is, 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 is uh, 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 a, a gym teacher that's out of shape. Or a, 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 a hairstylist whose hair ain't never looking right. They stuff ain't never right. Somebody explained that. I know they did. They say they don't have time or they can't do their own hair or whatever the situation I mean, is. yeah, but you say so you But a nail mean, tech whose nails look horrible. I Think mean, about that for you, a moment. I mean, but are you faulting them for that? No, but if you're trying to convince me that you know what you're talking about, Let's just go back to the gym teacher or the physical trainer. You're a physical trainer, but you're 200 pounds or you're 150 pounds overweight. I mean, it's like you when it's like when it's like when they they was they was mad at what was it the Surgeon General because she was big and everything. What the black lady? Yeah. Way back when? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, she she I mean she. I think I think about. I think that was more about her color than it was about her. Overweight. I mean, but that's what, I mean, but that, that that's what they were saying. And she was a woman. Then. That's what they. Because they only saying. said it because she was a woman and she was black. But that's what. Because of the surgeon general, because old boy was overweight too. Pe- okay, don't get. But that's what they were running with. Right, like I you're know. Saying it now, as in, like you know. I'm saying it without it being man or woman. I'm saying period. Okay, but I'm she was pulled out because she was a black woman. The surgeon general before her, the dude that looked like uh, uh, um, the dude on the fifty dollar bill, uh, Ulysses Grant, he was overweight too. I I, I get all. But I hear what you're saying. I, I, I get all that, like you know, but you, you know, in this new, you know, I say the new words of this year, new way of, of giving people grace, baby. He's like you can't, you just can't. You just can't. You can't say like you know. If you're a nail tech, your nails must your, your nails must be always be done and be fat. What if you What if you're a great nail tech and you ain't got no arms? You're not a nail tech. I mean, no, baby. No, people have talents and they can you you know they they utilizing something else. But how so, you doing nails with the arms? Hey, I'm just I'm just saying like you know some people work with their feet. 
or you know, or their prosthetics or whatever, and everything. Else then they don't have nails. I'm, I'm, say, I'm, say, I'm saying this: you should not be doing somebody's nails, and yours are filthy. I'm not saying you're supposed to have on uh, uh, Taylor's uh, over, overly long French manicure. I'm saying that you should have your you at least have a clean. Uh, your hands should be clean. Okay. That's all I'm saying. If you, if you know, it's it's like if you were cook and your kitchen is always nasty. I, I I got it. Yes. There's this dancer. Okay. And he, you know, he's deaf, but he's a great dancer. Okay, that's different. He can feel the me. He can feel the music. Right. I've seen that study. He can dance though. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you a dance, you teach and dance, but you can't dance. That's different. Okay. Or, or you know what I'm saying. I'm saying that. I mean, I don't mean to argue. No, 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 we're not arguing. Okay. I, 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 I'm just pushing this, okay. this thing. You got, you, you, you should be good. You know, I take it back to the reference of sheep ought to smell, shepherd ought to smell like his sheep. You know, every time we see you, you don't, you, you don't look like us. You don't look like you belong with us. You don't, you, you don't even talk to us, right? So it's just that's what I'm saying. Uh, it just, it just, it just looks, it, lo- it just looks crazy. Um, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, we we did protecting, uh, we did providing. Now we're gonna go to knowing, 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 knowing. That's it, knowing, knowing. I say knowing. It says shepherds develop a close relationship with their flock and can identify individual sheep based on their appearance and behavior. Uh oh, based on their appearance and behavior, they learn to understand the needs and tendencies of the flock as a whole and can anticipate their movements and reactions. Oh, that's good. That's good. You got to know what your flock is capable of. Let me say that again. You got to know what your flock is capable of. Let's use sheep, for example, and then we'll keep going. If you know you can march, we're going to take the sheep, and we're going on this journey, but they only good for about four or five miles before they start to just dip off and lay down. Once I know that, then as a good shepherd, I got to realize that I can't push them anymore. I got to realize that they have given in that day and at that time all they have. I have to give them an opportunity and a chance to recuperate even in the midst of, watch this, even in the midst of a great task, I cannot continue to pour and pour and pour on them knowing that they gave their last five miles ago. That's a good shepherd, knowing what their tendencies are, knowing that if I push them too hard, I'm going to be chasing them. I'm going to end up going backwards trying to find the ones that dipped off. Because when I turned the corner, I didn't look back to see if they were still with me. And I turned around, I'm missing 10 sheep. Mm. Had to help somebody in a minute. Had to help somebody in a minute. I'm trying to help the people. I'm trying to help the people. I'm trying to help the people. So, yeah, you should always know where your flock is. You should always know uh, all these things about your flock. You should always know. Let's get ready. We're going to close this out with this. Uh, the, the shepherd, the shepherd... Uh, again, we talk about four purposes of church leadership. The shepherd may be more plausible in a small, normal-sized church, but one church leader can't know everyone in larger churches. But that doesn't mean everyone can't be known. I like that. 
because some folks that say they don't want no mega church. He says this may be plausible in a small or normal sized church, but one church leader can't know everyone in a larger church. But that doesn't mean everyone can't be known. The writer says this. He says the church I last led had thirty five thousand Jesus, thirty five thousand people on our active roster, and six to eight thousand attending Sunday services. I know that being known matters. So we develop systems and structures to scale knowability. Growing churches must shepherd the current flock while creating scalable structure for new sheep to engage. This can happen in the burden of leadership. Uh, I'm sorry. This this can't happen if the burden of leadership is spread across the organization. One person can't do everything, right? Then he goes on to say, practically, we do this by delegating leadership and responsibility. I didn't say given over. It says delegating. Mm-hmm. He says, as a senior or lead pastor, there are things that you should do. There are things that only you can do, uh, positionally and in skill set. But there are multiple other leadership requirements that others can do with you and for you. Mm, that's good. He says, you don't need to know everyone. You do need a system that allows everyone to be known. That's good. That's good. I think that works. And I think that that's a, for a lot of people. It's easy to say. It's easy to say. I had this conversation with. Um, we had a conversation in, in, in new members class uh, last week. Uh, 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 Talking about missions that like, and I've heard this before. I don't. I don't want to be a part of a mega church. And because the fear of being a part of a mega church is you, you gonna get lost in the mix. So I mean, so so what's the what's the what's the sizing? Like you know. Like, you know, what what are their limits? Like, you know, our mm-hmm. church is small, but we hold 1,100 people. So, like, you know, if the onslaught of 400 people mm-hmm. started attending, do they feel like I'm getting lost in the sauce now, I need to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. where, where I needed somebody's undivided attention? Well, it, 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 the, the, I believe the feeling is if I'm at a church with – 2,000 active members. Let's just, so we got 1,100 seats. Mm-hmm. Give so, give, well, yeah, 1,100, we got 1,100 spots for seats. <laughs> 1,100 seats. So let's just say we had, to keep the math easy, let's say we had 1,600 active members. Mm-hmm. That would designate us having two services. Okay. Because we're talking somewhere between eight and eight. So and any given person so, feel like they're lost. The, and so then the question comes, if you are member number 799 mm-hmm. on that in, 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 in the first service, if, and if you get sick or if something happens, is the pastor going to know? Because the, the thought process is, if I'm the thirty, if I'm the thirty-fifth hundred member of TD Jake's church, and I'm a faithful member of the Potter's House, what happens when I go to the hospital? If there are no structures in place, because what's going to happen is TD Jake's ain't coming to the hospital. Now he might, but I doubt it, and that's no slight to him with the way he got stuff going, mm-hmm. but. There are those who want that one-on-one connection with the pastor. 
So go ahead. Uh, I mean, you know, so what's his name that has now two churches? Is pastoring two churches now? Uh, Reginald Sharp. And how many services? No, not Reginald Sharp. Is it Sharp? No, Sharp is Fellowship. Dates. Dates. Dates has uh, Progressive and House of Hope. Okay. So I want to, well, you know, it it would be up to them. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. people are going to leave. People are going to feel like they, like, they, you know, go, they're going to leave and go somewhere completely different, or they're going to flock to the other church? They're going to they find something else completely different. Okay. Because, like, you know, we have this sense of people ourselves. We have this sense of we're very selfish. Like, we have, like we have ownership of people and everything. Like, you know, if your needs are being met mm-hmm. and everything, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you know, you should not leave uh you don't leave your doc. You don't know how many doctors. You don't know how many patients your doctor sees. Mm-hmm. You don't go changing doctors because, like you know, oh, the day I went there, it was eight hundred people there, and I just know he can't give me all, or she can't give me all their available time and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. We are selfish with preachers because they are people are still don't get it. They have them on this pedestal that they should not have them on. They, they, we are learning from the pastor and everything else. I'm sorry, like it's Pastor Salem Baptist Church, not House of Hope. I said that because that's the name of the, that's the name, the name of that of, arena. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should, maybe lose my thought. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. No, no, you're saying people, people are selfish about, about being connected to a pastor mm-hmm. and, and having access. Yeah, cause, and that was the one that was that was the one thing that happened with I told you that's the one thing that happened with Salem, like you know people you know people um, felt a sort um, some sort of type of way. Also, with underlining, they were actually doing things wrong because it was also about the way you tied to mm. as to whether or not you got access. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. I saw while you were talking, I decided to look up to see what what was going on at at, at House of Hope. I'm sorry, Salem at the church. So of course you get the pastor, singing pastor Charlie Dates now at uh, House of Hope. Uh, then it says meet our pastors right underneath him. Uh, there's the pastor of ministry, as Sean Marshall. Then there's pastor care, Leslie Rogers. Then there's the online pastor Leroy Brown Jr. And then there's another online pastor pastor. Watson Jones. My man got two last names. Watson Jones. But people always want to, let me, I, I need to see the manager. The people always, there are people who feel so I should be able to go straight on, straight ahead, and knock on this door. Yeah. Talk to but there guy. is a, but there is a, there is a, you're right. I understand that. But there is a hierarchy. And, but when, when, and this is what, the, what, this, what this writer is saying. If you have structures in place and you do them from the jump, you never have these issues. The problem is people wait until you get 1,600 members, and then you decide, now I want structure. Whereas last week, I could knock on everybody, your door. Everybody was running them up. I could knock on your door last week, Pastor. And now all of a sudden, we got 800. You act like you don't know me. No, they ain't act like I don't know you. I don't have an hour to sit for you, for you to sit in my office no more. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's because what I've done is I've started to set up a structure. Here is the situation. Here is the number you call when somebody gets sick. 
here is the the email address. Now, 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 then my structures will say, I need to be notified. I don't care if it's a brand new member or the member that's been here 200 years. I need to be notified if something happens, major, whatever, whatever. Now, if it's, you know, uh, I got into, you know, uh, I lost my job or something like that. Okay, we gonna let brother so and so gonna 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 you know do what we need to do. If there's resources available, we are gonna get you that. That don't require a meeting with the pastor. Now the pastor used to meet with everybody about that, but that no longer requires a meeting with the pastor because I have structures mm-hmm. in place. I I hear you 100 percent because I agree with you because I know what will happen. Because think about it, we've both been in similar sized churches the last 10, 15 years. We've been in very similar sized churches and we knew that everybody had access to knock on the door. Now, whether they got in or not, I don't know, but everybody had access to just immediately get to the door. Right. And, 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 or just show up because, and that's the other side of it. Pastors back in, back then, they was always in the office. Yeah, they, was in, they was in the church three, four days a week. Mm-hmm. They was down there three, four days a week. And, and so you could just show up at the church and you didn't have to have no meeting. You didn't have to have no, really not have no scheduled time. You know, now if pastors were actively busy, there really isn't a lot of free time. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a lot of free time because weekly you should be like, okay, this is the day I'm doing my, you know, you could say uh, Mondays is the day off because that's the day after Sunday. Okay. Unless it's something major, Mondays is the day off. Not coming in office on Monday. Okay, but Tuesday I'm back in, and Tuesday is probably going to be the day I do my meetings with uh, community people. Like I want to go talk to politicians or whoever I want to do to work with stuff that's community-related. Wednesdays, of course, we do some, 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 some in-house stuff, right, in-house stuff, because you're also going to end up winding up with Bible study at the end of the day. Cool, good. Thursdays, that's, your, you, you, that's, that's the time when you're probably going to have meeting with leadership. And stuff like that. Wrapping up, okay, so that preparing the last of the preparation for Sunday. You're going over with your media team. You're everything you want. That's why I got this little plan in my head. But you're going over stuff with your media team on Thursdays. On about, not a, I mean, wait, which one? Are we talking about a whole full-time pastor now? Right, because they, they, they don't really exist anymore. Right, because... The they they, the they all got jobs. The 25-hour week pastor that don't happen. do all of that. No, he can't. But he's, but he's expected to. He's expected to. He ain't never at the church. Because I remember those conversations with a retired pastor. The excuses were, you know, mm-hmm. okay, what's the excuse? Because you're no longer working. Why can't you be here a couple of days a week? Because <laughs> it's too far. Well, you knew that when you, you took, took the, the check. Right. <laughs> when you took the check, you knew that. Oh, God. Uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, the, the, the writer says, shepherd away. He says, as far as I can tell, leadership is uh, the glaring gap in the church today. Strong church leadership, strong church leadership um, addresses and engages the theological debates, cultural complexities, and organizational realities. If you want to lead a great church, the first step is becoming a great church leader. I pray that God will help you lead as a shepherd. Your flock desperately needs it. Felicia says, people think the pastor belongs to them. 
You have to do your own work. The Bible says work out your own. I, you know what, Felicia? That can never be said better. Work out your own soul salvation. A lot of people depend on the pastors for some of the silliest stuff. And that's not the job. When you think about it, that's when you involve the deacons. See, this is why, this is why the church got so twisted, because the role of the deacon got pulled away from the ministry side and got put into the business side, which it was never supposed to be. Because the role of the deacon, if, 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 if you and your husband or whoever are, are arguing and, and, and fighting or you and sister so-and-so can't get along and you and brother so-and-so can't get along, you know, what the, you know why the deacons got their job? Because of the murmuring and fighting that was going on in the arguments that was going on in the church. So then they said, look out among you and find me seven men of good report, and y'all go handle that because the leader ain't got time for you and you. Y'all can separate. <laughs> time for that. That's what the deacon's job. And then you handle the widows and the orphans. That was their job. Not running the business meeting. Or trying to run the church out. That was never their job. They think their titles entitles them to all hours access to the past. past. Absolutely, and 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 that is a and that is and Felicia from that from the from a from a, a a lay member side, you're absolutely right because what happens is you don't recognize. We we tend to forget that these are flesh and blood. Uh, human error having people. And, and, and that pedestal mess, that don't fly. That don't fly. And one thing I, I applaud Ray Williams said all the time, don't put me on no pedestal. He said, because the same Negro that put you on the pedestal this week, next week he down at the bottom with a saw. Or he done released a, a package of termites. And they just slow. And why he, and why he still clapping for you, he know them termites. Y'all chilling. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I wish they would chew a little faster. You know, you them, 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 them people. Police say he done preached the whole sermon. Now you want to talk to him for two hours. I know that's right. Or the ones that decide you want to come tell me the bad news before I preach. That them the ones that really kill me. Or you want to tell it ain't even bad news. You want to tell me about some stupid stuff before I get ready to preach. I remember this used to happen often. And it's not even like a pastor issue. I remember uh, when we was at the old church, and we used to have services on Wednesday. And it felt like every time I got ready to either preach oh, yeah, you catch me. or teach, my son Joshua was getting in trouble. <laughs> every time. It could be as quiet as a church mouse around me. I mean, the sun shining, the lilies is in the field, the crickets is cricketing. And rainbows the, over the pot of gold. Yeah, the, the, all that. The little shamrock, all them people. Shamrocks is out. Four-leaf clovers is flying around. There's a, the, there, there's the dew on the mountain. All kind of the stuff. Unicorn, all the lucky stuff. All the stuff. Frosted luck. All that is happening. But the minute I say, well, Dana, uh, you're going to preach next week. Okay. The, the, the charms are still charming. I found out Sunday. The child's still charming Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The sun is still charming. And then sometime between Saturday night and Sunday morning, uh, phone rang. 
If it's a Wednesday night, it happens an hour before Bible study. It was always an hour before. An hour before Bible study, I got to go to the jailhouse. I got to go to Hillside police. An hour before. I mean, it happened multiple occasions. I got to go pick somebody up. That's how you know you're doing something right. So he said, they'll be busy. With yeah. Straight foolishness. Straight foolishness. I'm glad that calmed down some. It calmed down. No, it calmed down a lot. Yeah, it calmed down a lot. It calmed down a lot. But I'm, I'm glad it did. Because it used to show out every It was like. I was like, waiting on it. Like, you I started, I started waiting you, you on it. You should start just having. Just put your boxing gloves on because it was like. <laughs> It was always like a little devil. It was, it was, it was happening even at the church. It wasn't even about Joshua. It was, just, yeah. it was happening at the church. Like, okay, what now on this Sunday morning? Yeah, getting ready to preach. Here we go. Like you, you just be there. Like here we go. Like well, okay, what's um, you know that, waiting on that proverbial shoe? Where's that? <laughs> Wait, who got the shoe? Just go and drop it. <laughs> just drop the shoe now. I don't even care. Just drop the shoe. But that's the that's the silliness. Of, of of this thing, but look, I really think this is this is so good. I'm glad we did this article. I'm glad we we didn't get to do it before. Uh, but it's just amazing to me uh, the 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 amount of pressure we put on uh, on some of these people. Now, don't get me wrong. You know what it is when you take the job. Let me be real clear. You know what it is when you take the job, and it ain't for everybody. Oh, bless the Lord. It ain't for everybody. That's a 90-minute mark. I just said for two hours or whatever. You're trying to tell me something. Uh, but they, 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 you know what it is when you take the job, and it's not for everybody. You know, there's a lot of people who want to, they, they, they wanted to preach so bad they thought they had to pastor. And a lot of times, you, you know, some, 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 some of us should continue just to be preachers. Some of us should continue to be good teachers. Pastoring is a different animal, and it ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. And let me say this. Well, the white lady interrupt me again. I'm going to say this. Um, you should really think about that call when you get it and, and, and verify and verify and ask God several, several times, you know. And, and because if, if it's right, he's going to send you to a place that you ain't going to have to fight at. He's going to send you to a place that you ain't going to have to fight at. You ain't going to have to scheme to get into. You ain't going to do none of that. It's going to be a place that, 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 that's, your, that that's for you. To, to run or to handle for a certain period, for a certain season. And when you get there, he's going to make sure you have everything you need to be successful. I truly believe a lot of churches and pastors are suffering because they went to a place or they've either went to a place that God did not send them, or they went to a place and they stayed longer than God hired them for. Because truth be told, and I've said this a bunch of times, some of y'all have been fired. You just ain't left yet. Come here, Saul. Some of y'all have been fired, and you just ain't left yet. They ain't forced you. And here, let me help you out. Always leave before they pack your box. Leave before they – look, here, ain't going to be no unemployment, no way. You might well leave before they pack your box. Huh? Uh, talking about you called to the nations, you called to the neighborhood. I wish you would tell somebody. That's why I laugh when I hear certain people put international in their names of their church. International ministries, because you know, going to Milwaukee, going to Detroit. Can you be intercontinental before you you call to the nations? Can you can you work on the on the North American continent? Can you go to Canada at least? At least make your way to Canada. 
Because then at least you can say you went to another country. At least make it to Canada. She say in the storefront, I'm international. Oh, Lord. Oh, God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Look, y'all, this has been good. We're going to get ready uh, and get out of here. Thank y'all so much uh, for hanging out with us. But we're going to get ready to get out of here for the night. Uh, Felicia's glad to be glad you made it back. Glad you make it back. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you uh, again for the time we had on tonight. God, we thank you for this platform and this space and place. God, we thank you for another wonderful Mother's Day for all of those mothers that were celebrated. God, we pray now for those who didn't have a great day yesterday, God, for whatever reason. Maybe it was because of their relationship or their lack of with their mothers or maybe their mothers are, or are no longer here. We want to definitely keep them lifted up and keep praying for them. Uh, God, we want to bless those mother figures, those who stood in the gap when others didn't have mothers, those who have mothered many and don't have any of their own natural children, but they were a mother to many. We want to definitely lift them up as well. Now, God, we get ready to leave this place, but never your presence. We ask for traveling mercy and grace. God, we're praying for every household, for every listener, every viewer, every watcher, wherever they may be on Facebook, YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, Twitch, wherever they might be. We're praying for them now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we say amen, amen, amen. Look, y'all, hey, we got to go. She said riding Spirit Airlines and calling themselves international. First of all, you ain't going to make it. Uh, if that tape flowers, okay, I'm good. Uh, if that tape flowers, we should have the Mother's Day time. Happy Mother's Day to you too, happy Felicia. Happy Mother's Day to you, Felicia. And happy Mother's Day to all y'all, day after Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to y'all. And we did good yesterday. We gave our mothers some flowers. Why did you grab one of them bags over there? What you do with the flowers? Did they take them all? You left them yeah, in the hallway? Okay, good. Uh, we gave our mothers some flowers yesterday. And then, huh? No, I just want to know where they was at. That's the only one we got left. We got some different ones. Okay, so we gave our mother some bags yesterday too, y'all. We passed out some of these wonderful bags yesterday. The men's over here at the Ebenezer. We passed out this bag right here that says an amazing love, John 3 and 16 in them. And then we had this one over here. Um, uh, I like this one. Sacrifice like Esther, love like Ruth, serve like Martha, pray like Hannah. Believe like Mary and dance like Miriam. I like that one. And then we had this one. We gave this one away uh, to yesterday down here at the Ebenezer. Uh, serve with love like Jesus. Yeah, the red ones got gone. So, um, but that's what we gave out yesterday. And then there was some treats, uh, some strawberries and stuff. Uh, huh? Well, well, did you? you well, they was for the mothers. They was for the mothers. I it was something left, so that's how I got mad. <laughs> I had two, but I got got. Uh, <laughs> I had two. Oh yeah, two. Hey, y'all keep y'all pray for uh, pray for the baby girl. Uh, baby girl is in France. She made it, right? She made it. She is in Marseille. Huh? I'm not saying my son. She is in Marseille, uh, France, right now. She made it. Flew into Germany and then left Munich and went to France. So she's gonna be there for about thirty some days. Uh, uh, and yeah, y'all pray for her safety and her and common sense. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it. Pray for safety and common sense. So yeah, but look, y'all, we gonna get out of here. If you gotta be in this special, y'all know the one city, the one we call Shot Town. Do me a favor, my good people, my brothers and my sisters. Uh, keep your head on what we call a swivel. Two T's, one L, one O. Y'all know what it is. <laughs>
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.